0: In this episode, I shall read out to you a story by Rudyard Kipling. A word about Rudyard Kipling. Rudyard Kipling of East is East and West is West and never the twain shall meet. Fame was born in Bombay in 1865. His Jungle Book stories were made into a hugely successful Walt Disney film. Kipling was awarded the Nobel Prize in 1909, the first Englishman to win. He spent a few years in America and although he didn't like the country, he married an American. A prolific writer, even of barracks, barrack room ballads and popular books, popular poems like If he became recluse after the death of his son, he died in 1930. The story today is How the Camel Got Its Hump. In the beginning of years, when the world was so new and all, and all the animals were just beginning to work for man. There was a camel, and he lived in the middle of a howling desert because he did not want to work. And besides, he was a howler himself. So he ate sticks and thorns and tamarisks and milkweeds and pickles. Most excruciating idol, and when when anybody spoke to him, he said humph, just humph and no more. Presently, the horse came to him on Monday morning with a saddle on his back and a pit in his mouth and said, Camel, o oh camel, come out and trot like the rest of us. Humph, said the camel, and the horse went away and told the man. Presently, the dog came to him with a stick in his mouth and said, Camel, o oh camel, come and fetch and carry like the rest of us. Humph, said the camel, and the dog went away and told the man presently the ox came to him with the yoke on him on his neck and said camel oh camel come and plough like the rest of us humph said the camel and the ox went away and told the man at the end of the day the man called the horse and the dog and the ox together and said three oh three i am very sorry for you with the new world so new and all." But the hump thing in the desert can't work, or he would have been here by now. So I am going to leave him alone, and you must work double time to make up for it. That made the three very angry, with the world so new and all. And they held a palaver, and an indaba, and a panchayat, and a powwow on the edge of the desert, and the camel came chewing on milkweed, most excruciating idol, and laughed at them. Then he said, Humph, and went away again. Presently there came along the jinn in charge of all deserts, rolling in a cloud of dust. Jins always travel that way because it is magic, and he stopped to palaver and powwow with the three. Jinn of all deserts, said the horse, is it right for any of us to be idle with the world so new and all? ''Certainly not,'' said Jin. ''Well,'' said the horse, ''there's a thing in the middle of your howling desert, and he's a howler himself, with a long neck and long legs, and he hasn't done a stroke of work since Monday morning. He won't trot." ''Phew!'' said the Jin, whistling. ''That's my camel for all the gold in Arabia. What does he say about it?'' ''He says, ''Humph,'' said the dog, ''and he won't fetch and carry.'' Does he say anything else? Only humph, and he won't plough, said the ox. Very good, said the jinn. I'll humph him, if you will kindly wait a minute. The jinn rolled himself up in a desert, in the dust cloak, and took a beating across the desert, and found the camel most excruciatingly idle, looking at his own reflection in a pool of water. My long and bubbling friend, said jinn. What's this I hear of you doing no work, with the world's a new and all? Humph, said the camel. The jinn sat down with his chin in his head and began to think a great magic, while well, the camel looked at his own reflection in the pool of water. You have given the three extra work ever since Monday. Monday morning, all on account of your excruciating idleness, said the jinn, and he went on thinking magics with his chin in his head. Humph, said the camel. I shouldn't say that again if I were you, said the jinn. You might say it once too often. Bubbles, I want you to work. And the camel said humph again, but no sooner had he said it than he saw his bag that he was so proud of puffing up and puffing up into a great big leloping humph. Do you see that, said the jinn. That's your every that's your very own hump, that you have brought upon your very own self by not working. Today is Thursday and you have done no work since Monday when the work began. Now you are going to work. How can I? said Camel, with this humph on my back. That's made up purpose, said the Jinn. All because you missed those three days. You will be able to work now for three days without eating because you can live on your humph. And don't you ever say I never did anything for you. Come out of the desert and go to the tree and behave. Humph yourself. And the camel humped himself, humph and all, and went away to join the tree. And from that day to, the camel, to this, the camel always wear a humph. We call it hump now, not to hurt his feelings. But he has never yet caught up with the three days that he had missed at the beginning of the world, and he has never yet learned how to behave.